Hello and welcome to the Global Fleet Voices series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine, which puts a spotlight on key leaders in today's fleet management industry. And today I have the honor to interview Phil Northhard, uh, Director of Insight and Strategies for Cox Automotive International, who's going to give us a perspective on the key trends that are occurring in the UK market. So with that, I'd like to welcome you, Phil, and joining us. Hi, Mike, and thank you for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to join you. Yeah. And, you know, we've had conversations before where we say, you know, the, there are different markets between the UK and USA, but there are a lot of similarities. And one of the key similarities that seems to be going on is a semiconductor issue and shortage. And here in the US, that seems like it's all we talk about. But what people here forget is that it's really a global phenomenon. And, and likewise, it's impacting UK. But let me let, me let you take over and ex, uh, explain that. No, no, you're right. I think that's that's the thing. I mean, we do, let's like say we, you know, historically, we always look over to the US, what's happening over there and what might come over to the UK, etc. But I think one thing is clear that, and a lot of the messaging that we're putting out into the market at the minute, that this is not unique to the UK, it's not unique to Europe or any other part of the market, and it's not unique to any single manufacturer. All the manufacturers are being impacted by the shortage of raw materials. And, you know, the headlines have always been on more recently, as you said, semiconductors and the microchips. But I think we, to put this in context, you know, you look at every single raw material from mm-hmm. your wood to your paper, your aluminium, all the way through all the raw material in the market is in shortage of supply. And, mm-hmm. and that's obviously for the automotive sector, you know, who always, and we talk about it separately, but I've always worked on a just-in-time process of, of supply through their tier one and tier two suppliers have been caught out by the shortage of, of some of this material, particularly with microchips and semiconductors that have gone into the consumer communication sector through the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And how has this impacted the UK fleet market and automotive market in general? Yeah, significantly. I think, I mean, if we look at obviously all the data and reports coming out from all the OEMs with factory shutdowns and production slowdowns, I mean, the UK will probably finish off 1.5 million registration short in the 18 months between the pandemic and then the shortage of raw material. And that has a a significant hit on the future of used vehicles going into the used vehicle park as well, because 1.5 million new cars that never got registered Mm -hmm. don't go on the road and don't end up being a used car. So this is not just an impact from today. This is going to hit the future. And that is hitting whether it's private or, or fleet, particularly fleet. I mean, you've got rental operators and contract hiring leasing companies that are running cars that are well past their normal life cycle that they would have on fleet. That's very true. And, you know, when, when you say this uh, shortage and, uh, and decrease in new car sales is going to be impacting the wholesale market, that's not in a negative way. That's actually going to impact it positively because it's going to create a shortage of inventory. So most likely your resale prices are going to be going up as there are here in the States. Yeah. And I think, you know, we were talking just before that, you know, you, you look in the there's about the similarities between the UK, Europe and, and the US and, and the international markets that in the UK here, three years 60, which is the kind of the benchmark figure produced by CapHPI in the UK, figures have gone up already 22.5% in the year. Mm-hmm. Now, normal depreciation is, is normally about 12 or 13% down in a year. So you've had a you've had a 30 odd percent swing already and it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. So we could be continuing seeing this increase through November, December and into the new year. So prices are certainly going up. And I don't think, 
I mean, you know, I don't know what your views on this one, Mike, but are we at a new benchmark of used car prices? Because will they drop back down again? And if they do, how quickly will they drop back down is the big question. Yeah, you know, you know, my my view on this is that historically there's always been a spread between new car prices and used car prices. Now that spread varies, but you know, it, it's not um, a dramatic difference um, uh, in, between um, brands, but it's a spread. And as new cars rise in price, likewise, used vehicle prices will increase. And likewise, if new car prices decrease in price, hypothetically, uh, used car prices would then follow in suit. So they're, they're very much tied together. There, there is yeah, that spread you, between them, but they are tied together. You're right. And I think at the minute, I think, you know, back to the question on the, uh, the semiconductors and the shortage of new vehicles. I mean, you, I don't know what the lead times are like in the US. I know there's, there is a Horrendous. shortage of new vehicle inventory and, and lead times on new vehicles. And mm -hmm. in the UK, you know, you can be looking anything from six months up to 12 months in excess of 12 months for some new vehicles. Well, the, trucks the, in particular. Then, Exactly. So that mm -hmm. you then look at that and say, well, actually, does that used vehicle price matter where it is compared to new if that new car is 12 months away before you're going to get it? And mm -hmm. we are seeing a lot of a lot of product here and a lot of inventory and used vehicles in the UK above what they are cost new as a used yeah. car at the minute. But, you know, the, the moot point about that in the fleet marketplace, I mean, you know, used vehicle prices could go through the roof if I'm uh, remarketing a car, but I'm not gonna remarket a car if I can't have a guarantee of a replacement vehicle. So it yeah. really makes no difference. That is the big question. And that's a lot of the conversations with the fleet operators that how do you maximize that asset by maximizing the strength of the used vehicle market? But if you can't get a replacement, mm -hmm. then you've no utilization of stock it's on a daily dilemma. basis to bring yeah. revenue in. So they're kind of caught in the middle that, at a time where they can really maximize that asset value and really put some money in the bank from the, the price of their used vehicles, they can't do it because they can't get any product. And right. there is a high demand for fleet at the minute as well in the marketplace. So they are, they are caught in between it all at the minute, the fleet operators. Now, let me ask you this question. What, what is the popular wisdom in the UK as to when this um, supply uh, imbalance uh, between demand and semiconductor availability is going to reach equilibrium? What, what's, yeah. what's the theory there? Anything from um, some commentators are saying by the end of this year, which I think is extremely unrealistic. That's now optimistic. We're two months yes. away. I think, I think if it's going to be resolved, it would have been resolved by now. Um, I think many are thinking that it won't be resolved until at least the second half of 2022. And it could even, my view is that it could even go into 2023 before we any see, see any kind of resolution to it. Because if you think about some of the back orders of new cars at the minute and one manufacturer that I won't name, but they have 110, 120,000 back order of new cars in the global mm -hmm. market. Now, they're still taking orders. So at what point are they going to fulfill those orders? and get on top of themselves it's going to be a huge challenge and and when when the manufacturers do get back to some kind of normal production where are they going to put those cars where are they going mm -hmm. to put those trucks or cars into the marketplace is it yeah. going to be the rental and fleet sector or are they going to go for the more profitable private sector first and still leave the fleet rental contract hire se sector to last because it's a less profitable mm -hmm. opportunity yeah, as to when this um, semiconductor imbalance is going to reach equilibrium with demand, my feeling is we're the customers. 
you know, we, we really don't have a tremendous insights in this. I mean, we're the, it's the manufacturers that I put a lot of credence in, the manufacturers of these semiconductors. They're all saying, you know, year end 2022. You yeah. know, uh, I, I was listening to an interview with Mike Dell, who was the founder of Dell Computers. And he, sa- and he was saying, you know, and this is just uh, averages. He goes, it takes three years to build a semiconductor plant. And we're only 18 months into this pandemic. So, so go figure from there. And um, so that's where I put my stock is what the, the semiconductor manufacturers are saying. The other thing is, as you talked about earlier, Phil, about com- uh, commodity shortages, shortages of raw materials. Well, the shortage with semiconductors isn't a manufacturing shortage. They likewise are experiencing uh, material deficiencies. And, yeah. and there's uh, these semiconductors are layered on top of one another, micro, you know, in very microscopically, but... Um, uh, there's a substrata component that's used that I understand is in short supply now also. So they're not immune to it as, as we are in the auto industry. And, and if you think, I mean, obviously the whole focus has been on semiconductors because of the, you know, the move in terms of added electrification on vehicles and functions and options on vehicles. But the average vehicle, the average car has 1,500 um, semiconductors. Mm-hmm. That's going to increase significantly. As we move into electric vehicles, et cetera, that is going to go up. I mean, you know, some people didn't, they, they thought it was about a thousand on some of the top end, but actually 1,500 microchips go on to the, into the average car through, through, so, and it's, that's increasing because it, it is, you know, you talk about vehicle connectivity, you talk about connecting to the car, to the internet of things, the infrastructure surrounding there. Yes, it, it's going to be increasing exponentially. But and unfortunately, you... we've reached our allotted time, Phil. And uh, what I'd like to do is uh, uh, stop at this point. Uh, and I'd like to continue this conversation with a future interview dealing with electrification. And then also, you know, your company's uh, main focus, which is remarketing, the remarketing industry in the UK. So with that, thank you for joining us. Uh, this flew by and uh, it was very informative. And as I say, you know, people think of differences between our two markets, but there's more similarities than there are differences. Most definitely. And I look forward to going back and chatting a little bit more because I think one thing is for definite, there's a lot of trends, a lot of dynamics at play at the minute in the, the automotive sector. But thanks for having me on, Mike. It's been a pleasure.